You are listening to The Stream UK, an Alison and Partners podcast. Welcome to The Stream UK, an Alison and Partners podcast. My name is Andrew Rogers. Thank you so much for joining us again here for episode four. We're turning to the world of events and trade shows for today's pod. And joining me live here in the London studio is Senior Account Manager Lizzie Chesters. Hello. Hi, Andrew. Now, both of us have worked at events and trade shows for quite a few years now. Mm-hmm. But before we dive into the do's and don'ts of trade shows, and believe me, there are plenty of don'ts, I want to set the scene a little. So one of the reasons why we do so much work in trade shows is that so many of them are here. London is the number one city in EMEA when it comes to meetings and events activity, with trade shows as varied as the Hospitality Design Show, Employee Benefits Live, the National Wedding Show, and even Coffee Shop Innovation Expo. And those are all just within a few months at one single venue at London's Excel Centre. There are over 10,000 event venues across the UK, and 1.3 million business events of all shapes and sizes are held each year according to Eventbrite. The industry is also growing, as 39% of corporate event planners expect their budgets to increase on last year. Finally, it was calculated that in 2015, the exhibition and trade show sector was worth £19.2 billion to the UK economy. So, Lizzie, let's dive into the world of trade shows and events. We already know that they're important for our clients mm-hmm. and important that the work we do. But I guess maybe just to start off on a slightly lighter anecdote and to hear from you, what's one of the best trade shows or just one of the best business events that you've ever been to? Uh, I think InfoSec is always a very good one for the cybersecurity market in particular all the major players are there and it's just a really interesting place where you can see what trends are happening in the sector get a feel for all the different companies involved and yeah basically just learn about what's going on in the industry it's fascinating so one of the conversations that we have a lot with our clients is around the cost of trade shows Mm. because it's not a cheap activity in the grand scheme of pr and communications no it's not i actually um i had a little look and i think the the average trade show costs about £350 per square metre to exhibit. Wow. I know, so that can be kind of the minimum £3,000. And obviously, if you're a small company, that can be quite a large chunk of your events or, or PR budget in the grand scheme of things. And that doesn't even take into account all the costs for actually putting together your stand and the brochures and, and the preparation. And maybe if you do want to give away some gifts, etc., to attract people to your stand so it can really add up very quickly there are a lot of opportunities that come out of trade shows you know it's a great way to build your brand you can generate a lot of new business leads uh, you can actually do quite a good competitor analysis as well so see what your competitors are talking about are they doing the same technology as you it's also a very good way to expose yourself to the media quite often there'll be quite a big press attendance and if you get in touch with them early enough it's a good opportunity to maybe have a briefing with them so you can introduce them to what your company's doing and what you're about. For us as comms professionals and in the PR world media is very key and it's one of the things we're pretty much always asked about is how can we get media at trade shows so Mm -hmm. I'm interested to get your take on hints and tips around that if it is worth doing and, and if it is then how companies and brands should approach that. I think it's absolutely definitely worth doing because a lot of the media will just go along to these events to get ideas for themselves and for articles and so that they can learn 
about what's going on in their industry, etc. But of course, there's the added challenge as well that there's so much noise. How on earth do you cut through? Yes. So that is probably the biggest challenge. The first thing to do is make sure you plan far ahead. For a lot of these shows, the journalists will be fully booked at least a month ahead of the event. It can be a bit of a challenge if a client comes to us two weeks before and says, look, can we set up some briefings? Particularly if they don't have, say, an announcement or anything new to say. However, I would kind of caveat that by saying that if you're planning on launching a product at a huge event such as MWC, again, you, you might get lost in the noise. So there are additional ways that you can kind of bolster that for example, by doing a piece of research that might lend itself to the service that you're launching and trying to secure a speaking opportunity at the event beforehand. So, I mean, the main thing seems to be that PR is really just one small part of it in terms of media relations, but actually there's a much bigger story going on at trade shows that you can't just rely on just speaking to journalists because you're there. It's about creating the story around it when it comes to whether it's research, whether Mm. it's having a speaker saying something really interesting at the event. And it's kind of that full service thing around trade shows. And as you Mm. say, planning early is the key thing here so that you know what it is you want to talk about and you know what it is that you're going to be known for and break Mm. through at the show. There are also other things you can do, such as doing podcasts and doing videos. So if you think about it, trade shows are often the time when you might have all of your key executives and leadership team all under one roof. And it's a good opportunity These days, we've got technology such as iPhones that make it very easy to record people and kind of capture their ideas and thoughts about what's going on at the show. So I know that something that we've really tried to do with some of our clients is do five or ten second videos to just get their key takeaways from the event. And following that, we could maybe put that into a podcast that they can use for their own channels or even for some video content they can use on their website, social channels, and then also turning those ideas from the interviews into written pieces of thought leadership content, which we can then pitch out to the media, which kind of extends the life cycle of that trade show as well, so you can get the most out of it. And LinkedIn in particular, it's great video content for that. And with the algorithm on LinkedIn really prioritising video content, and actually trade shows are great content for LinkedIn in that in that sense and so anything you can get even if it's just recorded on an iPhone and with a relatively simple microphone can make for really good content. Yeah and I think if you have contacts that weren't able to go to the show being able to illustrate to them what was going on what were the interesting points they're going to find that really valuable. In terms of looking at those kind of do's and don'ts at trade shows because I feel like some people will be listening they might be going to a trade show in the next few months with one of their companies they might be advising on their event strategy for the coming year what would be your big takeaway piece of advice for what they should do and what do they absolutely need to steer clear of like what are some of the biggest mistakes you can make okay so I don't want to keep banging the drum but planning is key if you plan late then you're not going to get value for money If you plan early, it means that you can have all of your strategy and tactics kind of laid out and it gives you kind of the best opportunity to make the most of of the event. I also think it's really important to think about analyst relations if you're a technology company because sometimes they go along to these sorts of events. 
and also just really thinking about how you're going to drive interest to your stand the easiest thing to do is have a competition or have a giveaway and I don't mean just branded pens uh, I've been to trade shows and freebies have got so much more elaborate I remember going to one and they were doing printed t-shirts and you can have your name printed on the t-shirts I don't know drinks holders food always goes down very very well <laughs> as does as, as does drink although it's interesting because I've seen a bit of a backlash in the last year on how freebies contribute a little bit more to plastic waste and I know there's a bit more of a conscious effort with some in terms of having a freebie but also something that's not going to be immediately wasteful and something that's so I think that's why food and drink is probably becoming more popular because it can be consumed on the stand mm. whereas you know a pen might be useful but a plastic water bottle in a lot of cases is it that's kind of debatable yeah no you're right although I suppose people are doing these bottles that are reusable and, and yeah. that's what they would do but actually something else that I saw which was a really good way to attract interest to their stand was I can't even remember when this was but they had a magician on their stand and it was just a great way to attract people there because everyone loves magic and it was a bit of an icebreaker because you're standing around with strangers and the magician's asking your name so you know who everyone's name is and if you've seen a magic trick it sp immediately sparks a conversation so it's actually a lot easier for you to kind of start talking to this potential new business prospect for example if you've kind of bonded over this um, experience moving on to the don'ts um we still have clients that actually forget to tell their communications and pr team so i think just making sure that your events team and pr and your agency are all aligned and know what's going on is very beneficial so i think you're absolutely right in terms of as a pr team we often feel like we are sometimes the last to know when it comes to trade shows mm. and quite often we haven't had the time to plan accordingly as you'd say and it all becomes a little bit last minute but something that I know that we've had a bit more of recently is actually doing the full service package and running events from start to finish mm. so increasingly it's not just seen as PR as an add-on for trade shows but actually the trade show is all encompassed in the communications work that we do and I know that for some clients for example we've done entire live TV channels for them alongside their events or we yeah. you know designed what's going to be on the stand and actually it means it lines up really nicely and it's something that I'm sure we'd recommend um, that our clients are, are really moving moving towards. Mm, I think it's important that events like this are really integral to an entire marketing campaign and from experience the ones that do work really well are the ones that really dedicate efforts towards it and, and do build it into activity either side of the event so whether that's maybe doing a series of blogs leading up to it or doing like a predictions piece around what you can expect from the event and also leveraging um, any speaking slots that have taken place at the event uh, so afterwards you can do a little summary of what the key takeaways are so you can get the most out of it. Here's a potentially tricky question. If any of our clients speak to us and they say, we've got this massive trade show coming up, but we've decided that we don't want to go, we don't want to pay the money, but we still want to try and get some media activity out of it. Yes. Do we have recommendations for them? And is there a way that they can try and use the trade show 
to, to try and further their communication goals? Funny you ask that. I actually had a client do that quite recently purely because they'd been to this particular show year on year and they realised that they were just going to show their face. They weren't really getting the sales leads that they were, they were looking for. And the option was there to sell the exhibition space back to the organisers. I think it, it was a very popular show, so that option was there. But what you can do is, if you think about it, lots of people are going to these events and they kind of want a bit of respite at the end of the day. So it kind of works quite nicely if you do a very relaxed drinks event afterwards in the evening at a bar or restaurant quite local to the um, event space. That way it's kind of a bit more relaxed, you've got less pressure to actually secure those briefings and you can invite media, clients, new business and it can actually be a bit more of an economical way to kind of meet the people that you want to. And I suppose for some people listening they might not have had PR representatives at their stand before and they might have actually been at trade shows but not had people there from either an agency or, or in-house. Mm. So I think it might be interesting to give them into a bit of an insight. What do we actually do all day when we go to trade shows? <laughs> <laughs> because of course we're not just standing around, we have work to do, but that is quite often a question because when we go to staff trade shows, the question is, well, what will you be doing? Yeah. Actually, there's, quite, there's quite a few things there, aren't there? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the major thing is helping to host the briefings that we organize so just making sure that our clients are prepared for the meetings and then if they need any help during the briefing itself we're kind of on hand and I know as well when it comes to media relations and briefings there are still opportunities that you can get on the day I mean planning is so important because people's diaries do book up Mm. but there have been many times in the past where you can find people at the right time in the right place and you might not even know a journalist is planning to go. They can often just attend the day before. Yeah. And if you can grab them in the right mood and get them a conversation at your stand, it can be hugely valuable. And for some of the bigger trade shows where they've got broadcast media attending, so they might have uh, roving mics for radio or they might have cameras around for TV. Again, mm. this is for the much bigger trade shows, but those with kind of more of a consumer angle to them. So uh, MWC would be an example, CES, any of the really big tech trade shows. In those cases, it can be a case of being in the right place at the right time to Mm. get your stand or your spokesperson or product featured in their bulletins. Yeah, quite often we're finding that because these shows are so big, journalists just turn up and will drop by to your stand. So it's quite important that you have an exec on the stand at that time just in case someone like that does drop by. And more and more we're actually seeing journalists come with a camera so they can do little interviews with people kind of on the fly that they'll then put on their websites. So we've had, you know, CEOs of our clients be recorded at the show talking about kind of what they're seeing, what the industry's talking about that can be included in a public on a publication's website. And that's a great way of getting coverage. Even trade mags really want video coverage for their online sections. Video increases the time people spend on pages. Yeah. Uh, and I guess it's uh, one good piece of advice to come out of that is make sure your CEO or spokesperson is ready to potentially do that at last minute. The last thing you want is somebody running in from lunch, looking scruffy, not ready, not with their talking points. Yeah. So making sure that they are ready to go. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, and making sure they're media trained, I think is also quite important. <laughs> so they're ready to go. I think that's a great piece of advice to finish on. <laughs> 
So thank you very much, Lizzie, for joining. And thanks to you as well at home for making it to the end of another episode of The Stream UK. Make sure you stay tuned as we continue to bring you all the analysis and insights from Alison and Partners here in London. What did you think of the podcast? Did you like it? If the answer is yes, then we'd love for you to share the podcast with your network and also to leave us a review. You can subscribe at any time on iTunes and Spotify so you never miss an episode from us. Or alternatively, you can always get the latest episode right here at alisonpr.co.uk forward slash stream. Thanks so much for stopping by.